feel like being invited to watch my dinner with Andre, two exceedingly spiritual, intelligent women from vastly different viewpoints discussing the ultimate questions of life. Lily represented the New Age perspective, Rivka the Tire perspective. The catalyst for the encounter was a request to Rivka from her cousin Stan. Stan told Rivka that Lily's daughter had recently tried to commit suicide while traveling in India and that Lily needed help. Stan hoped that meeting Rivka, Rivka, a very religious Jew, would provide a grounding influence on Lily's spirituality and that the effect would filter through to her daughter. He warned Rivka not to bring up the subject of the attempted suicide unless Lily did. Rivka never wanted to say no, had reluctantly agreed to the meeting. Don't worry, Stan had assured her, you're spiritual, she's spiritual, the two of you will hit it off great. Says a meeting, Lily and Rivka. Lily is a secular, spiritual person. Rivka is a very from lady. And this guy arranges they should meet each other, two spiritual people. Rivka invited me along. The author is one of my heroes. I call her my Rebbe. It's on tape. So I call her. I've never met this author. She's a lady. I am a man, Baruch Hashem. And, but I like her writings a lot. I like her writings a lot. And I find, it's funny, my, I got a scum of my Yaakov. I've always told him, he knows for 15 years, I'm very into her. This lady lived right near here for 17 years in a forest near here. She lived, and yeah, in a forest. For 17 years, she was serving and she was into Buddhism and doing stuff. Then she found Yiddishkeit at the age of 39. And for the last 22 years, her and her husband have built a beautiful home. She's a chashva lady. She's extremely close to the Rebbe, who, the Amshin of a Rebbe. Extremely close to the of a Rebbe. The Amshin of a Rebbe is one of the most intense people in the world today. He never sleeps more than a half hour at a time. He is an extremely intense man. His, his, his precious, he has a different schedule than the rest of us. Shabbos goes till Tuesday. He makes Abdullah on Tuesday. Not exaggerating, Tuesday. No exaggeration. Not his times, his tishim are usually four in the morning. His schedule, somebody asked Rabbi Moshe Feinstein about him, that he's keeping bad man. And Rabbi Moshe basically says he's a tzaddik, he's living in a different plane. He's, and, and this is her Rebbe. To get, he's a very, very detached from Olam Azeh, a big Pirish. He's not, he's a guy. What? I don't know the answer. I know that he goes to the mikvah. Talmud has told me that for every thought that he has that he feels is not a controlled thought, he goes to the mikvah during the day. He goes seven times, eight times, different times in the day, or pops into the mikvah. For any thought that he didn't control, he jumps into the mikvah. He's a very lofty spiritual person. Just to give you a funny story with her, she didn't want to, when she became from, she didn't want to have children. You have to picture, there's a lady who was up up five in the morning meditating. Then she was studying Torah. She's on fire with Ruchnius. Children, she's changing diapers. It's an intellectual powerhouse. Yaakov read the book, said, I didn't realize. She said she's a, if she'd be, she in the secular world would go crazy. She's a powerhouse. Yaakov read the book, was like, what? True, Yaakov? She's a powerhouse. So I like her writings. And here, this lady's intellectual. She didn't want to have kids. 
But she's going to be a mommy changing diaper. Are you kidding me? There's an intellectual person up fire. But she wasn't being lazy. She's just on fire. She's serving Hashem. There's a lady for 17 years in a forest, like, meditating. <laughs> she's busy serving God. You know, she's changed diapers. So she went to the Amshin of a Rebbe to talk to him about it. Now, to her, the Amshin of a Rebbe is more, is this intense for, to all of us, he's an intense Ayyad Hashem. She had a meeting with him like two in the morning in his house with you know, no yicha, the people there, the gabayim there. And when, when he, this is an intense, when he, people describe meeting him and he looks you dead in the eye like this. People have gone into him to ask him advice. You don't lie in front of him. You just don't. And the man says, you boss. And he's staring you direct in the eyes. You just say the truth when you talk. He's a very intense Ayyad Hashem. And she gets a meeting with him to talk to him that she doesn't want kids. And you know what the Rebbe was doing two in the morning? He was holding his grandchild, cuckooing his grandchild when she came in. <laughs> he was holding his grandchild, cuckoo, like, like playing around with his grandchild. She felt like the Rebbe of Ruach HaKadosh. I don't know. But anyway, Kitzrat Varm. The Kitzrat Varm is, is that, so... This lady, this lady is writing the story. There's a, again, let's set up the story. There's a lady, Lily, who's a very spiritual, secular person whose daughter tried to commit suicide, and somebody felt she needs chizuk. And then there's Rivka, a very from spiritual person. So she, this author was invited along, I suppose because I had spent 17 years steeped in Eastern spirituality and 25 years steeped in Torah observance, I was a qualified translator between the lexicons of their two worlds. What does the word lexicon mean, word of the day? Language. language, good. Lexicon is your language. Is the way you express things is your lexicon. So she says, I was the good arbitrator between these two women, Lily, who has like Eastern spirituality, Buddhism, and who knows what, and Rifka, this from me, I had lived both worlds, so she was asked to come to this meeting. So you have this fascinating meeting of the author, Rebetzin Rigler, sitting meeting with two ladies, Lily, who's Buddhism and who knows what, and Rifka, who's this from, from a lady. We sat around Rifka's oval kitchen table in a Yushalayim apartment. Rifka and Lily sat opposite each other, and I sat between them, savoring the contrast between these two women. This is, you, you can't make this up. Lily's long, flowing, salt and pepper hair, and Rifka's kerchief-clad head. Lily's gypsy-styled embroidered blouse with plunging neckline, and Rivka's plain turtleneck. Lily's exotic European diction, is her pronunciation, is very European, and Rivka's homespun Brooklyn accent. Like the ultimate contest, this frummy Brooklyn lady, Rivka, and Lily, this exotic European born in Europe with this classy, you know, English, King's English. The two women, it turned out, were exactly the same age, 52. Why is 52 a very Jewish age? Which great Jewish leader died at 52? 52, which great Jewish leader? Way back when Anavi died at 52. Shmuel Anavi. So they're both 52. But you look younger than I do, Rivka. Lily exclaimed with childlike wonder. Stan told me you have six children. Can it be true? Rivka laughed and nodded and poured herb tea for the three of us. Lily sipped hers with relish. Rivka closed her eyes and slowly recited a blessing. Then she drank. Tell me a little about yourself, Rivka opened the dialogue. As it turned out, Lily had an interesting life. 
Born in Italy to a Jewish father and a Christian mother, she had come to Israel at the age of 22 for no particular reason, led by her intuition. As soon as I came here, Lily paused and inhaled a deep, slow breath. I knew that I was home. My soul had come home. Stan told me you underwent an Orthodox conversion, Rivka commented. It was nothing but a formality, and the graceful long fingers of Lily's right hand made a gesture of brushing away all the world's formalities. My soul was always Jewish. Did you learn about mitzvah observance at that time? asked Rivka. There's only one mitzvah, unconditional love. Let me turn off my phone, I apologize. What was this meeting about, though? One second, you'll hear. You'll hear. Her daughter. So Rivka's a from lady, spiritual lady. Lily is this lady who's very spiritual, is not religious. Lily was born to a Gaish father, Christian father, Jewish mother. She officially had an Orthodox conversion. We'll see. Well, debatably. Did you learn about mitzvah observant at that time, asked Rivka? Her father. Father was Jewish. I'm sorry, father was Jewish, mother was Christian, I'm sorry. And the conversion, I'm sorry, was, was questionable. So she said, did you learn about mitzvah observance at the time? There's only one mitzvah, unconditional love, Lily intoned, raising both hands and embracing the air in front of her. No, Rivka gently corrected her. There is a mitzvah to love God and a mitzvah to love your fellow man. Then there are 611 other mitzvahs, keeping Shabbos, keeping kosher, not gasping, loaning money to someone who needs it. All these are just as important. Each one fixes one part of the astral body. The astral body? Do you see auras? I see your aura. Lily leaned slightly forward and gazed intently at Rivka. Pure white light is radiating from both sides of your head. Rivka looked embarrassed. Suddenly the phone rang. Lily sat back in a chair, waiting for Rivka to answer it. I'm not going to pick up unless it's my daughter, Rivka explained. The phone continued to ring. Our conversation is important. The answering machine clicked on. Hi, this is Miriam, a cheerful voice announced. I'm returning your call. I can cook for the family with the sick mother on Wednesday. If somebody else is already doing Wednesday, call me back. Bye. So, Rivka continued, do you have a guru or a spiritual teacher? Do you belong to any group? Lily's right hand waved away all such notions. I don't believe in gurus or groups. They are confining, limiting. We are all one. It's very Buddhist stuff, if you know. Well, yes, Rivka agreed. Ultimately, we are all one, but still, there are differences. For example, look at the human body. It's one organism, but within it the blood cells differ from the muscle cells and the brain cells. Oneness doesn't mean sameness. I believe in affirming differences. Oh, Rivka, Rivka, Lily said, shaking her head. Oneness. It's all about oneness. There's nothing but God. All else is illusion. Rivka looked at a loss. How could she disagree? How could she agree? It's true, she stammered, there's nothing but God. It says in the Torah, there's nothing besides God. But we are living in this world of physicality. We have to act according to the distinctions of this physical plane. The consciousness of there's nothing but God can't be the sole governing principle of our interactions with people. It would lead to embracing evil like we embrace good. Rivka was obviously not satisfied with her own answer. She shot me a look of help. At that moment, the phone rang again. The answering machine picked up. This is Baruch, a slow, deliberate voice announced. I want to know if I can come by to get my laundry this afternoon. I'm sorry, I have to take this call, Rivka Palji. She's picked up the phone and said, Hello, Baruch. 
Your laundry's not ready yet. I've done four loads, but there are two more loads to do. You can pick it up tomorrow morning. I know Baruch. He's a patient at a local mental hospital. As soon as Rivka hung up, I asked her amazed, why are you doing his laundry? Doesn't the hospital have laundry service? Yes, she replied simply, but he says that whenever they do his laundry, he only gets half of it back, so I'm doing it. I glanced at Lily to see if she was as impressed as I was by Rivka's hands-on kindness. She was politely waiting to say something. Yes, go on, Rivka encouraged her. Lily smiled, her gracious, benign smile. There is nothing but God. All distinctions are illusions. Jew, Arab, man, and God. It is only God himself wearing the various masks, playing the manifold roles. Rivka, my dear sister, you yourself are God. Oi, Rivka looked stymied. Her eyes pleaded with me to respond. I dived in. The drop of water is not different from the ocean, I affirmed. At the same time, the drop of water is not the ocean. Similarly, we are not distinct from Hashem. We certainly can say that we are Hashem. God is infinite. We are finite. Yes, our souls are pieces of God, as it were, but the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Lily smiled an indulgent smile, like a college professor trying to explain molecular physics to a child. You both limit yourself to your categories and distinctions. There's only the infinite oneness, and the only proper response to life is unconditional love. Doesn't matter if you cook on Shabbat, it only matters that you love everything and everyone in the universe. There was a long, awkward silence. I sat there wondering how such a loving, accepting mother could have produced a daughter so despondent that she tried to take her own life. What's the missing link between Lily's exalted beliefs and her daughter's desperation? Finally, Rivka looked at me and beseeched, I'm not very articulate, Sarah, but you are. I try to respond. We humans is what... Rebetzin Rigler said to this lady, We humans are in this world to do tikkun, to fix ourselves in the world. Our work is to actualize our spiritual consciousness in the physical world. Rather than transcendence, by Buddhism you're trying to transcend, to like come out of the world, Judaism seeks to bring God down into the world of physicality. You're already there, my sister, Lily rejoined. There's nothing to struggle for, nothing to attain. Enlightenment within you, know the truth and be free. Rivka and I looked at each other at a loss for words. Then Rivka abruptly changed the subject. Tell me about your family, Lily. Lily answered vaguely about a son in the army and a daughter traveling in Asia. Rivka in turn told Lily about her own family. Some ten minutes into this conversation, the phone rang again. Rivka's answer machine picked up. Hi, this is Cheryl Katz, a business-like voice announced. I also volunteer for Mila Bay. Some organization. I usually drive the Alzheimer's patients from Baca to their clubs on Thursdays. And I understand you do it Tuesdays. But this week I have a problem, so I'd like to switch with you. Please call me back. Thanks. Unfazed by the introduction, the interruption, Rivka asked Lily, what do you do? I mean professionally. Lily smiled again. My third husband left me with a comfortable sum, so I don't need to work. I spend my time painting and gardening. She looked down at her watch. Oh, I must be going. Then Lily, graceful as a wood sprite, bid us goodbye and glided out of the house. Rivka walked a few steps with her as Jewish law requires, one to show honor to a guest. When she came back, she looked glum. Well, I've let stand down, she lamented. I certainly didn't help Lily or her daughter. Nothing I said made the least impression on her. I wanted to console my friend, but she was right. Of the two of them, Lily was the more eloquent, but the most eloquent of all was Rivka's answering machine. That is the article. Now, there's a lot to think about in that article, 
It's an extremely intelligent article, and there's a lot to think about. The, 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 where she's taking you is not where I want to take you. Where she's taking you is a topic I have spoken about. There's meditations very in today, and it gets me nervous. They're back from here into, and it gets me nervous. Because there's a good part. I like meditation. There's a very good part. Some great people meditated. The Nevi'im meditated. What gets me scared is there's a sense that Ruchnius is in the forest. Ruchnius is in Uman. Ruchnius is like removed from society. Hashem appeared to Avram Avinu bedafka in the middle, in the heat of the day, in the heat of the day, when Avram Avinu was in the midst of very physical acts. Ruchnius is being good to your sister. Ruchnius is changing your son's diaper. I always have a minute for years to tell my wife, for years, when I go Yom Kippur, so for the last many years, she is watching a child, she's watching a child, and I'm going to pray. I tell her, on Yom Kippur, we're both trying to be the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, Lefnai V'Lefnim, in the Holy of Holies, in the holiest place on earth, was doing Dvarim Niskavim. I always say to my wife, who is closer to the Kayin God on Yom Kippur, you or me? When you change the diaper and I am praying, you look much more. The Kayin God was mixing blood so it wouldn't congeal. When your hands are getting dirty from the dirt of a diaper, you are much more similar to the Kayin God than me. Just think L'Shem Shemayim, take care of our child, L'Shem Shemayim. You're the Kayin God, you're replicating it much more exact. Ruchnius is about living in this world. In this world, bringing, doing things in a sincere, truthful way, that is Ruchnius. That's Ruchnius. So, so this article of this Lily, who has all the right, who has ideas, but a lot of ideals, but not bringing it into the practical world. Three husbands, she's wondering, just love, love, love. No, they're practical laws. They're laws, their ways, their methods, their how. The, the practicalities of the world are lost in her. And Rifka is not as eloquent in the ideas, but is a lifetime of practically doing it. She has six kids and nachas. She has three husbands and no nachas. There's a world of practicality, of a world of practical and bringing your ideals and values into a practical world. Not transcendence like floating out of this world, but bringing Hashem into this world. Deal with your mama like in a godly fashion. Talk to her with patience. That's much more ruchnius than meditating, than leaving this society. So that's this beautiful argument, this fast, beautiful argument, this fascinating dialogue of Lily and Rivka. Fascinating, well-written, and fascinating. I want to bring something else out totally that's important to me for the Bachram here. What I want to bring out is you have this person, Lily, you're reading an article of a person who's talking about love, 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 and a person who the practicality of it. Even, even when you hear this story, she's sitting in front of another person and not, she's talking about love and the, the, practically not trying to understand the next person. She's talking about in a very esoteric way love and in a very pra- I know a per- the person I know in my life who speaks about unity the most is a very polarizing person. They talk about it as a concept, but in a practical way, not putting it into their lives. They talk about acceptance. This person is not religious. I'm from, I've never felt accepted by them. Acceptance, love, equality. I'm here, accept me. 
you'll hear many times people speak about acceptance and they fly the banner of acceptance and then an ultra-Orthodox, a Chassidish guy comes and there's no acceptance. People fly the flag of tolerance are from the most intolerant people I ever met in my life. The tolerance just means the people I like tolerance. Some of the people who fly the flag of tolerance and a Satmar Chassid comes, what happened to your tolerance speech? Oh, oh, they bristle. He's not part of your thing. What I want to say, what I want to say is to know yourself, to really, she's talking about a world that mitzvahs are practical and doing. I'm talking about knowing yourself, self-awareness. You have a lady who's preaching love, who's far from it. She's three husbands, many kids, and what's she preaching love? The lack of self-awareness, is that what your actions and your life are? It's a very important topic because as much as you think you know yourself, you don't. People don't know themselves. They're unbelievably far into themselves. Hashem made it physically. We don't see ourselves. I see you more than you see you. The guy next to you sees you more than you see you. You physically don't see yourself. You don't see your own face unless you stare in the mirror. You don't see your own face. We are not so self-aware. And the guy you think, I, I know myself, who don't know themselves, like zero, zero, delusional. And I'm really talking, to me, this article, which is not taking it how she wanted it, is to know yourself better. This lady who preached love, and you read the story, is anything but love. She has such ideals, just even with Lashitasa, consistent with her reasoning. You're into love, mitzvahs don't count, which you're wrong. And that's what this article is, that other things count also. But I say even according to her concept of love, she's sitting in her house making Rivka feel uncomfortable. She's sitting in a house seeing amazing things and it's lost on her. Rivka's kindness is being broadcast. The author is like listening to the answer machine in awe. One chesed. And this lady preaching love hasn't stopped for a second and shut her mouth and said, I am talking to somebody who practices much more love than me. She's preaching to somebody, love, 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 and has no love. If she was anything what she preached, she would stop. She'd say, this person loves a lot. Oof. You're giving, you imagine lecturing a masmid, you imagine you find a masmid, and you start giving him musr and asmad, and like, it dawns on you. He might be a bigger masmid than you, look, you're lecturing him and asmad. But there's no self-awareness. This princess love has no self-awareness that she's lecturing somebody on love who's steeped in acts of love all her life, much more than you. The lack of self-awareness is the point I wanted to the story. That's not the author's point. But I want to point out the lack of self-awareness. And we're all lily to an extent. To us it sounds comical. We're all lily to an extent. To really get to understand yourself. But well, not to be afraid of it. Das atzmachan. Musr, knowing oneself is like... Das atzmachan is the start of any musr. To really get yourself... There are guys who have sugyas to work on who don't even get the sugya. They miss the sugya. It's so tragic to care to work on yourself but to not even know what to... to have no self-awareness of what it is I do need to work on. Not to really get myself. You know, you're in a yeshiva that speaks about nevardik. Nevardik has a very dangerous side to it. We are very into not caring what others think. 
That's an important motto of the yeshiva. I want to this morning speak about the dangers of that. The danger is you better be sensitive to what other people are saying about you. There's a danger. I'm a Nevardic, Nevardic. I see Bachram here who do things foolish and they do tremendous damage because they're younger guys who look up to you and you're not aware that you just heard his chances of wanting to be a Ben Tyra. It's too weird. I'm out. Why weren't you sensitive to that? Because you're not self-aware of what others are saying. The importance, of course, there's a time not to care what people are saying. Every value has a place. That's why it's called a midah. Midah is a measurement. There's a time not to be infringed what people care. But there's a time where you better be very aware what people are saying. The lack of awareness of what others are saying, what others feel. If a guy acts loud and a shared, did others appreciate it? Not to be aware, was it appreciated, is very, very disastrous. You have to be aware, what is, ask the next guy, and get off, tell your friend in a nice way. You know, we're a little uncomfortable when you're loud. We're uncomfortable when you do that. You might feel good about it, we don't. Awareness, understanding what others think. So Nevardik is very good, and certainly there's a Messiah Sisharm in Perak Chafalev speaks about it. It's called Mishkala Hasidus. And in that mishkal, the, the measurement of chasidus is the scale to know when to use what. There's a value of nevardik. I don't care what others think. There's a value. If others laugh when you do the right thing, tough luck on them. I'm going to do the right thing. But there's a tremendous... The Messiah Sisharm says, let's say you daven funny and it's no chiv, and others laugh at those strange movements you have. You are not balavera to make those strange movements. You're a balavera because you're causing people to be uncomfortable. You're causing people to mock you. See, as the examples of things like that. What? How does that make someone uncomfortable? Because people are human beings. They're human. Then you're mechoyev to stop them, see, as the Sharm says. Most of people are human beings. If a Rebbe would be here and would come in shorts one day, would you be comfortable if I'd come in a tank top one day? There's also people feel the Bachar also. He's my friend. I look up to him. He has to hold a certain standard. He's my friend. I look up. He's one of the strong... This is how people are human. We could say what they should think. People are entitled to think. They're human. So if, I can doubt them better if, if I do something a certain way, but it makes someone else You shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. Correct. Correct. Or a daven where nobody sees you. Correct. 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 It's important to know our surroundings. It's important. Part of this world, Nassim, we live in this world with people surrounding us. We live with people surrounding us. There's a time, Nassim, if it breaks the din, then I don't care what people think. If it's a chumri, that's the, it's called mishkala chasidus. It's a measurement. I must measure out. It's a measurement. I have to measure out. You, we can dis- how, how can someone even, how can someone grow if he's always having to be worried if I'm going to do this? Oh, so you're might- saying it's too limiting? So that's nothing. I want to say this. Tremendous room to growth. This is part of growth balancing this. There's not all friction. Nothing's pointing out the difficult cheshbonus. First of all, if somebody's OCD, so they have to cure. He's not. So that's them. You have to be healthy. You make a decision. We could be right. All growth is a friction of balancing all growth. In that area is how we grow nothing. So everything I do measures but what's right, but I also have to fit in. You have to fit in. If you do something that makes others uncomfortable, you should stop. 
And you might say, what do you mean? There's nothing wrong with it. But it's making others uncomfortable. Others don't look at it fair. We live in a world. That's a reality. So Rebbe's saying, let's say, sir, something, the way someone would dab or do something in, let's say, like in Waterbury, they wouldn't be able to do, let's say, going to a correct. show? Correct, 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 correct. That's part of growing, correct, correct. That's part of growing. We live in a society, understanding that. That's part of growing, nothing. And a balance. Nothing, there are plenty. I'm the first to believe in a verdict. I haven't exactly taken the in-the-box path. So I'm the first Nassim to say we have to be ourselves and we have to balance that. There are plenty of people shackled from the right things, what other people are going to say. So I'm very into breaking that shackle. But I'm also into self-awareness and being aware of what others are saying. But when God made the world, he didn't be like, oh, don't pray to me a certain way because someone else might get discomforted by it. Like, sure he did. <laughs> sure, other people's fails, very important. Sure. Sure. Very, very important how others feel. The fact that you're sent to others feel is an important part of life. It's not something that someone else is being nosy. It's not being sent. That's where they are. So I want to make them comfortable anyway. They're like, that's, that's their flaws. They're, fo- part of our focus on so what's tefillah? What nothing? What's tefillah? Nothing. What's tefillah? Connection to Hashem. The greatest connection to Hashem is to be like Him. Hashem cares about people. So should we. That's a good connection, Tashem. Sure, sure, sure. People have feelings. It's a dangerous to go. If it's the halacha, if it's the din, the Mises Hashem describes. If it's the law, I don't care what he thinks. They tell me kosher is not going to be comfortable because I'm not eating it, tough luck. Someone's getting a beer if I walk into the gym, I don't like the way he's shuffling or doing something like that. He shouldn't be doing it. Correct, 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 correct. Yeah. If a guy's shuckling in a way, if a guy's doing it, so then he's wrong. So then he's wrong. If others are uncomfortable, then he's wrong. Does men get it? Go yourself. The concept is that other people matter. We're in the world. People matter. Why is your dami more powerful than his? Nothing. What? Why is your dami more they, 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 they make an estimation. Because they're that big, people don't mind. It's all different. They wouldn't do it in certain places. In their yeshivas, they're looked at a certain way. They, they make that cheshbin. But the cheshbin's made. The best me, part of the best me, part of the best me is cheshmer other people's feelings. That's part of the best me. If shani me money, if I'm only about self, then I'm nothing. Part of the best me is sensitive. That matters, sure. It's very simple. So I can't like if I can't walk into a show and like the jeans on like. Lakewood. 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 Yeah, that's, we're, we're, we're Brad's Lakewood. <laughs> I, I would we're say Brad's like this. I would say it's a very good question. He's asking a very intelligent question. Nassim's saying, I wear jeans in a Lakewood shul. I would say this. I, there are people who have been hurt a lot by rejection. I would advise a guy, it would be such a beautiful thing that he says, that I would love a guy to come to it at the right age and say, this is how they dress. What do I have proving anything? Wear your jeans there. When in Rome, dress like Romans. If I'd be in a shul, they're not wearing a hat, I wouldn't wear a hat. 
Who am I trying to prove anything to? Why am I trying to? I hold the hat. If they're more comfortable, if I had an environment that was more comfortable not wearing a hat, I wouldn't wear a hat. I have a friend. Yeah, I have a friend. I have a friend who was, who was doing, who became a psychologist, and to get his PhD, was doing hours in a community way out of New York. And he was teaching in a secular Jewish school that was very, and people there were very uncomfortable in religious type of garb. He wore a white suit. He wore my friend, the yeshivish guy from Lakewood, who wore a white suit. He felt he's a very he's a normal guy. He felt there that people were very uncomfortable, like this Brooklyn rabbi. It would turn them off. He dressed like them. He came in like a white suit, white pants, comfortably. Because because what's he trying to prove? He had nothing to prove there. Nasnab makes some again. Weighing, I have worn a black hat in certain crowds. If I, it's all a question. Most crowds today are not uncomfortable by it. There was an age. It's not today. There was an age. I want people to be comfortable. What am I trying to prove? If it's the halacha, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. If it's the halacha, then I do it. If it helps make them comfortable, I'm not looking to somebody to be uncomfortable. If you go somewhere and they're uncomfortable, you're in a hat, so don't wear a hat. What am I... If it's that din, if it's the din, if it, that's you have to decide. That's what Mrs. Sharm describes. If it's the law, if somebody's uncomfortable that I don't eat treif, I promise you I'm not eating treif because it's the law. If it's a chumrah in a place where it makes something uncomfortable, I'm not keeping. That's what Mrs. Sharm describes exactly what he says the gather is. You have to decide what's the law. If it's the law, then I don't care he's uncomfortable. I have to follow Hashem. I would try to make them as comfortable as I can, but I will follow Hashem. I'm certainly going to dive in. But I don't have to shuckle in that way. That's not part of it. Not if it makes something. I'll do it in a different way. I'll have siyata deshmaya doing it because I don't care about them. Again, what's the law and what's extra, you have to ask. And then Rabbi said, this is not... The fact that this part of our cheshman is very important. There's a self-awareness as we live in this world. Spirituality is not fifing on the world. It's understanding the world. There's law, and there's part of part of living life's understanding. The great people that I admire really understood this world in beautiful ways. The great people get this. Anybody ever saw Shmuel Kamenetsky, one of the Gdoli Adar in America, is a living embodiment of what I'm talking about. This is not somebody who's playing to the crowd. He's not afraid. Not afraid. It's not out of fear. And not afraid to be different. You're all coming from a place, Nassim. I only told you this point in the year. This was not by accident. We first teach Nevardic because people are shackled by not caring. But not to be... People are shackled by, oh my gosh, they're going to say, you know, so we have to work not caring. But then there's the balance. The balance is I have to also care what people think. If you're making people everywhere you go uncomfortable, that's not a... In what world is that a good myla? In what world is that, a, is that an attribute? That you don't care, you're not sensitive... I would love if a guy wore jeans and he goes, how cool would that be? What's he trying to prove? I want to show I could be me, who you, be you. But in that shul, that's what they dress. They dress that way. What would be wrong? A guy wears jeans and he knows for his father, he likes when his son dresses the regular way. Dad is no, father's a human being, he likes it. Okay, so do it. So what, what did you prove? What value was it? He dressed the way he likes Now again, to a younger person who maybe felt stifled, I'm the first guy, I want a guy not to be stifled, be you. I don't identify you the type of jeans. Be you, your personality, your humor, yourself. Even you want your dress. You're in your father's shoulder. You're allowed to think like that also. I want my father to be comfortable. What? Who am I trying to prove what to? 
Who am I trying? The fact that I was sensitive to my surroundings is a very good thing. Not, it's not, but it's not from a place of fear. Nassim, this is why we waited six months to give this over, because if somebody did this for this fear factor, I don't, that, when, we're, we're in a pl- you're in the ultimate place in the world where you're begged to be you. And nobody's allowed to be afraid to be themselves. Nobody. And the dress is not enforced for fear that having the uniform dress will produce people who are afraid. So I would, if, if you think you would hear this within six months of the yeshiva, if there was a guy here who just arrived, I'd ask him to leave now. This is something after, after being in the yeshiva and getting a yeshiva, that it's a place for... Cre- it's a place of expression and your own identity, but there's no. I, I'm pointing out the other side of the coin. There are people who have no self-awareness to the world around them. Picture Lily. Picture Lily who has values of love, but no self-awareness that she's applying. She's on her third husband, and her daughter's committing suicide. She has values, but no practical self-awareness to put it in her life. There's no, there's no self-awareness. Love. Welcome home, Elliot. The Lost Cam video is being shown at Switch. Not 7 o'clock ever. The highly anticipated tonight's schedule, 6 o'clock, the Lost Cam video. And 6.30, everything's going to be on time. 6 o'clock sharp, two guys are here, the video goes. 6.30 sharp, Ezzy Hirsch is breaking it down. Yeah, baby. Like you never see on your life before. 6.30 clockwork. 6 o'clock is Lost vid- Cam video. You don't want to miss that. 6.30, Ezzy Hirsch breaks it down. And a lot of other madness ensues. So we switch from 7 to 6. <laughs> if it's not the law, he should care about even one person. If it's the law, don't care about any. The, the surroundings. The surroundings. Rabbi say this wasn't. This wasn't meant. If there's a guy who's out to get you, whatever you do is. It's a. I'm not talking about that. A yeshiva guy can wear his hat today. Wear your hat proudly. I haven't encountered places today that people mind. I'm not, don't jump quickly. And I'm not talking about, again, there are people that are so afraid. This is dangerous schmooze today. But the truth can be dangerous. This is not born from a place of fear. Be yourself, be unique. Nothing doesn't want shackles. You're certainly with the last place to teach the shackles. Freedom to be yourself. Also the ability to understand my environment. That's an important part of life. The perception of others about you to be aware is important because there may be realities you're missing out on. Yes, Nas. The same way saying it to us, the same way they, they should apply it to themselves. 100%. So they they, Who's they, they and us? It's us and us. But every year it needs to hear what Waterbury's teaching, correct? No, 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 correct. No, 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 for sure, for sure. Guy needs to go to a schmooze for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Nothing's right. I mean, the guy who sees a guy dressing different is so if it nothing listen, nothing's pointing something out to how Kalis, you're making like this uniform role where every guy is to sit in shul, figure out exactly the dress what you want me to wear, so yeah, you're building a crazy world. 
That's what Nussan's asking. So first I want to say that most places are very open and you certainly should go to a place that the way you're comfortable is that that's the norm. That's where you should, that's, there's a reason you're in yeshiva. Go to a place you are loved, wanted, appreciated and you are in such a place, Nussan. You are loved, wanted, and appreciated. So, you're right. And, and, and Nussan could say... Being in a shul where they seem to like uniform dress is not my type of place. I respect that. I also would probably tend towards a shul that wouldn't really be that way. You're probably right. That's just my nature. But if I saw a shul, if I was in a shul that did care, it's okay. It's, I, would do it. I would not go you know, in a place like that. I'd make sure to wear a hat. For them, I'm not looking to prove anything to anybody. But I probably would more pick a shul that has a little more. Me and Nassim happen to like. Both of us are, happen to like diversity. I love diversity. So if you ask me, the shul I pick would probably look more diverse. That's true. I probably would pick even in dress. That's probably true. I just like colors. I just happen to like that. I like this. The body is, I'm not saying you have to choose that shul, but if you're in that shul, what are you trying to prove? They don't like diversity. Okay, that's their option. I wouldn't like try to like, no, I'm going to show you diversity. When they come to your shul, all those people, please invite them to Waterbury, and they'll have a great experience and it will change their lives. It does. But, but there are people that they like, that they like, I don't know why, maybe colors get to them. What step could we take to start being more self-aware? I think the first step is come to Musavad this morning. I think just like many, many things, being aware, I'm trying to make awareness of things to grow. Every Musavad really... What's, what's bad about the, what's good about the Musav Adam and Waterbury is I'm giving from ideals that I learned from my Rebbeim, and you're getting past values that have been passed to me from my Rebbe, from his Rebbe, his Rebbe, his Rebbe, back to my Shrabbeinu. The good, that's the good part about Musav Adam Waterbury. The bad part is we go from value to value. Really, we should say a value, and for the next two and a half months, we should stick with that value and do works and jobs. I don't do that because I don't expect the Bakr to take every value he learned in Musavad and work on it. I don't expect that at all. There could be such a Vad, and maybe you'll go to Shavad in your life, where you'll pick a value and for two months work on it. What I like doing is presenting ideas, and then just the fact of awareness, guys choose ideas. There are guys here who need to work on the Vardic. They need to work on not caring, and when they heard those shmuzim earlier in the year, that's what they should be busy with. They say, I'm not ready for this yet. And there are those who are very good not caring and have to work on, maybe have to be more sensitive to what others are saying, have to work on that value. So they're different, they're different people, different stages, which is why I don't like saying if we're too large of a group to do that plan of one thing. So we share ideas. So if as he says, what can one do? There's a lot one can do, but the start of it would be the awareness of the value, then I would have to start asking myself different times and checking myself up. Am I sensitive to what the other one's saying, to what the other one's perspective is? One day you're all going to be married. Her perspective matters a lot. How is she viewing it? Guys, I'm the var- I don't care what others think. How is she viewing it? She has a perception. How is she viewing it? Abacha was very upset at me last night. And his claim was, you're not understanding my perspective. I was listening for two hours, and I happen to understand his perspective and, and value it tremendously. But his sense was, you don't understand my perspective. I like what he's saying, because he's right. There are times people don't bother learning our perspective. It bothers me when a Rebbe has a whole share in their cell phones and a whole group's looking into different things. Ah, stupidity and Rabbi Saizon into... 
I'm very curious. What's the, what are the Bachim so curious? And they're seeing good stuff, by the way. There's a lot of good stuff on the phone also, a lot of interesting facts. And Bachim are connecting to things that are interesting to them, and there are reasons for it. So it's not, it's, it's trying to understand what's the other's perspective. Where is he coming from? There's a place that a person is coming from, a place. To understand that perspective is important. So we speak about Nevardic. My perspective, valuing your own perspective, having, not being afraid to have a perspective, not being afraid to have a way, but also respecting other ways. This is all part of balance in life. You know, in Klai so let's not mistake, there are different, there's, there's Satmer. Could you imagine a Satmer guy who doesn't have fear, Satmer, Shittas? I think he's strange. I want a guy to have passionate Shittas. Satmer, Shittas. He should. The ability in life of balancing passionate shittas that you hold, you don't have to apologize or excuse for having a red beef, for having a way. But we are, we, if you can balance that with understanding there are other ways, there are other ways and other legitimate ways, and to understand it, to see another's perspective, to care about another's perspective, to be impacted and influenced by another's perspective, to be sensitive to other perspective, that's, that's bad also. So does that mean you have somebody with no shittas? Of course that's bad. But the practical, the seeing the world of practical, understanding the world of practical. This lady, Lily, had a lot of shittas and very little understanding of the practical, very little self-awareness, very little. She had an ideal with very little understanding. She never put her ideal into play. She was living in a fantasy, never practically. Understanding her world, connected to her world, judging. Yes, Yaakov. <coughs> I think dialogue's huge. You're taught here, yes, to speak up in the right forum, in the right way, for sure. It's important. Conversation is great. People expressing it. It's the only way Torah is learned. It's only all progress and process. In the right way, with respect to another's position, we're trying to explain. Sure. Sure. Zevi? Yes, Yaakov. If the guys get Yaakov, let Avrami next. Nothing here with Yaakov is. Yaakov saying that maybe if a guy is the type that's afraid to be to do anything, he's shackled. So could he do something uncom- that makes us uncomfortable because he's trying to get healthy? Let's say you have this guy who like dresses that way out of fear, which I can't stand. It's not done out of he's not afraid, but he's just trying to make comfortable. You have a guy who's afraid to be himself. So Yaakov said, that guy maybe should dress in jeans because to get to the middle. I would tend to agree with you, Yaakov. That's why I would tend to be that guy. There is a guy I would say dressed in jeans. I would want, I say this, I'm half joking. When I spoke about Ike not being a good boy, and today he's no longer a good boy. He's a tzaddik. Sharky, Ike. Sharky, Ike.
I would have wanted Aiki to go into Lakewood and wear jeans. Yes. Yes. Because, because not coming from a place of hurt, not fighting them, from a place of I can't just try to be the good boy. So even though you're right at that moment, not making them so comfortable, but there's something he's getting, he'll get to that also. I'm talking after a guy's acquiring, he's healthy, he's not angry. There's, there are guys who want to wear jeans there. There's a sense, you hurt me and you rejected me in your face. So I want to cure that. If a guy feels rejected, I would send them in jeans. Get them back, wear jeans. Okay, but now you got them back, okay? You rejected me, take this. The guy loves going back in jeans and then davening better than the whole shoe. Okay, you got them back. Okay, you win. <laughs> It is, it is, it is. Do it, do it. Nothing, do it. That's what Yaakov said. I didn't have, I didn't have. Yaakov gave me, we, we are friends for a couple of years. I, I, Yaakov explained to me everything that I didn't understand what was going on. So I, I'm, I'm, turn over, the, start the CDs again. Start, start, you didn't hear anything. That, this never happened this morning. Guys, I am talking, and Yaakov just explained to me, Nassim, we, we speak well, Baruch Hashem, we've spoken a minute or two in our lives. Yaakov explained me, Nassim, so I want to, if it's not clarified, I made a mistake. If a guy is angry at Lakewood, or, or at some minion, because he feels they restricted him, they hurt him, they rejected him, and he has a certain anger, he has to cure his anger for sure. You can't do very successful anger. And maybe part of his cure process, I would think so, is to go to that shul and rip jeans, a tank top, and then dive in gorgeous. It's very healing. I agree. Now the guy got it out. He did it. I would, I'll join you. I'll come. I'll wear the tank top with you. You got, you got better. You feel better. Stick it to them 100%. You rejected me. You judge. You guys have to stop. 100%. I'm in. I'll join. You know me. I'm in. I'll wear the tank top. You can't tell my wife. Shalom bias. I'll go with you. I'm in. I'm in. No problem. Trust me. It's on CD. Count me in. But I'm talking. I want to hear, I want to hear what Shai said. I'm catching up here. Yako filled me in. So now the guy got them back. His revenge is satisfied. He's not so angry. I'm talking about levels. A guy's not coming from a place where... He, and he has been hurt. Maybe he has a right for... You know, a guy who's punched lalacha, you're allowed to punch back. That's the lalacha of Nekama. It's a shayla in the place. It's a shayla. Somebody makes fun of you, lalacha, you're allowed to make fun of back. It's an isa to make fun of somebody. If somebody makes a lalacha, you're allowed to... It's chasidus. It's lufne mishur sadin. That's open lalacha. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to get right away. You can make. That's not. Later, right away, you're allowed to get him back. You can't. You can't do it physically. He's a shaila. Physically, he's a shaila. Physically, he's a shaila. A guy makes fun of him. But it's a from. It's chasidus, not to. It's me. This chasidus. It's How? It's a chasidus. Chasidus, but nothing. So a guy felt rejected, this, that, needs to wear the shorts and got back, get your revenge, that's love, good. But I'm talking about Nassim, the guy's not angry. He's not angry, okay, you know, okay, they weren't so tough, they shouldn't have, fine, he's not, he's not, not his big passion. He's growing, he's a person. He, so at that point, I want to talk about a value of certainly not trying not to care what people think, but also being sensitive to people's needs and thoughts. 
It's not a contradiction, not shackled what people think, Shmuel, but also sensitive to what people are thinking. That's the balance we need to acquire. So we're talking about, Yaakov's saying we're talking about process to get there. I agree in us, and there are guys who need to wear shorts and tank top in, in their minion. They need to. Okay, I'm talking about the guy did that. He did that. Yaitze. He doesn't, he moved on. Say there, I, I was allowed to be me. Talking about the continuing value, the continuing perfection of the person, of having that balance. That's what I'm talking about. So that's nice and clear. Yes. Yes, How do you get over the fact that you know that every single person in that room is just looking at you thinking you're off the deck? Like Don't wear jeans. No, I'm saying because Rabbi is way. But it's like hard to know that. That's what everyone You're judging yourself. No one's judging you. So that's, that's, you know, for six months... Everything we're learning is about being a secure person, doing the right things. That's the whole essence of the yeshiva's internal. That's why if this would be the first speech of the year, it would be a terrible speech. Because it's after the self-awareness of we're, we're a pneumistic place. If a guy knows, he's, not, he's very not sensitive, typically. I want to, I'm going to wear shorts for you still. We're touring. Yeah, Black hair, white shirt, and then there's going to be me. Like, I feel very. Call me, uh, me and Nassim will come. Me and Nassim. <laughs> <laughs> will join us. I came to say one thing, Nassim won. If I say Nassim won, it was Kalish against Nassim and Nassim. I came to speak about not doing it, now Revezi is spinning. Kalish, you came here to say not to, and now Nassim, Kalish, I'm not up to it, so you switched all speech, said do it. That's what happened, it's true. But we were talking at different places. Do the guys see what, does the Olam see, I don't... You know, sometimes you see guys grow and the whole Olam knows it, and sometimes you see it and the guys don't know it yet. Have the guys been on to Nassim's Aliyah yet? Or the guys haven't seen it? I wasn't asking if it's there, I'm asking if the Olam sees it. Good morning, baby. Chocolate. <laughs> You're delicious. You're delicious, except on the football field. Nassim's feared. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> These are all shyless. These are all shyless. Stay tuned. Kosher vids will have a video on Hitting the shyla may insulting. If some insults you, let insult them. Let's we still went on, fight, referee, there's a lot going on here. 
In this yeshiva, we scream at the refs. I may get angry at Yaakov now. There's refing, there's a lot going on here. It's levis, totsuch levitin. Very heavy. Yeah, yeah. Ike, what do you hold? <laughs> Ike is like getting mad at me. If you understand what's going on here, for six months I'm preaching to Ike to make trouble, and today all of a sudden you said, be a good boy. For six months he learned Waterbury, and today I taught Darche. Like, what happened? <laughs> You understand what's going on here? <laughs> you understand? Abby, you understand? <laughs> He's like, get me out of here. Don't go see that one. He's like a poetic. Let me think of a good way of saying it. Let me it's 12:10. I went way over time. Gemara Shiurim 12:16. 12:16. Shiurim. Do I actually tell someone? 12:16. Gemara Shiurim. Chevra. Five o'clock video. What? Same thing. Uh, 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 five o'clock supper. You do what, Mashal? The kid with the blue shirt. Yeah. You don't forget anything. Proud Yuri. Five o'clock supper, Chevra. Six o'clock lost camp. Six thirty. Essie Hirsch breaks it down. We may Mezzi may unleash tonight. A lot of stuff may go down. Five o'clock supper. Video of lost camp. I should have went honestly. I still regret it to this day. I didn't go last summer. Me. Yeah, it was stupid feet to shop. I could have got paid to go to camp. My dad would, would have paid me $1,000 to go to camp. Seriously? Yeah. You go to camp, you have a 